Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, I just want to let you know about an amazing company, an amazing product that we use in our home every day. The company is Ballish Woodwork. It is owned by my friend Kurt Ballish. He makes homemade woodworks. And for my wife, which you know I love and adore, last Mother's Day, I got her a homemade cutting board made by Kurt and is the only cutting board that we will use in our home. So if you guys love homemade woodwork and you would love to make a piece maybe for your wife, maybe a chessboard, maybe something special for your home, Definitely check out BalishWoodworks.com. Tell them that Richard and Vertical Momentum sent you guys. Have an amazing day. Remember, Vertical Momentum, the only way to go is but up. All right, brother. Now we're cooking with oil. How are Mm. you doing, my friend? Fantabulous. Awesome. Guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, this is, this is going to be a great episode. Uh, I got a lot of questions to ask, and I'm so blessed that this gentleman is coming to talk to us. Uh, two-time author, got some amazing books on Amazon, world-renowned speaker, and just changing the world. And I got so many questions to ask. So, Doc, thank you for coming on, and this is going to be life-changing. So how are you doing today, my friend? Doing fantastic. Great to be here, Richard. You know, and now I have like, since I knew we were going to talk, I just started doing a lot of research on a lot of different things, listening to a lot of different doctors on on different things. So how did you get involved with the, you know, the whole um, diet, you know, working with people with diabetes? How, How did that come about besides just being a regular doctor? Yeah, well, I, my aunt Lily died of diabetes complication when she was only 34 years old. So that's, and I was 18 when that happened. So that's what set me on this path of wanting to develop a program that can actually reverse diabetes. So I saw how devastating it was. Obviously, it runs in our family. Uh, it was very impactful. And, you know, it's basically got me at a crossroads to like, wow, you know, this is something I really need to focus on uh, once I get through grad school and and develop a program because it's just, I know it's reversible and I just have to do my own research on it over a lot of years to create a really simple user-friendly program that people could follow. So the same thing didn't happen to other people that happened to my aunt. So that, that's really why I got into this. So it's a family affair. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a type two diabetic um, for the last uh, almost 20 years. And like, you know, I was listening to my friend Ed Milet had an, a, an amazing doctor on yesterday and he was talking about, you know, diabetes and, and insulin. And, you know, like I was in I was in the health and fitness industry for so many years and I knew so many bodybuilders that would actually use insulin and to get bigger. And I never put the two together till yesterday morning when he started talking about how, you know, the muscle, I mean, the heart muscle will start getting bigger. All these other organs start getting bigger when you start taking insulin. So it's not really as healthy as you would think. But that seemed, instead of people changing their diets, 
they'd rather just take a needle that's eventually going to kill them in the long run, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously insulin, it's very toxic. Um, your body produces its own insulin and that's what your body's supposed to use to regulate your blood sugar. Uh, you shouldn't have to take artificial insulin that's injected into your system. I mean, obviously there's going to be consequences to that. And as you said, people, unfortunately, we live in a society where, you know, the healthcare field, it's all based on symptoms. And if you don't have any symptoms, that must mean you're healthy. And if you do have symptoms, take this medication to get rid of your symptoms. And now you're healthy again, where you're really not addressing the cause. And then as far as you know, the bodybuilding field, you know, that's, that's kind of a cliche where there's, you know, guys that want to, they want to get that edge and they want to take the shortcut to building mass. So they'll take steroids or whatever else they think they can do to shortcut that normal process of just working out and developing stronger muscles. Yeah. And like, you know, I knew a lot of guys and they would get the bubble gut because, you know, when you're taking insulin and, and different stuff, it actually, everything starts growing, including everything inside of your body also. So it's, insulin is not exactly and what it's all cracked up to be. And I didn't get that until this, you know, an interview I heard yesterday. So, th so those are some of the kind of questions that I wanted to ask you is, um, so if you have somebody that's, you know, like myself, 52 years old, um, di diabetic, um, I had some vision issues. So how does a person like myself start to get healthy again? You know, because one time I was, you know, 50 pounds lighter and in the military and, you know, running 10 miles and now living a sedentary lifestyle. So how does a guy like me start to get healthy again without having to be hopped up on all kinds of meds? Yeah. And again, that's that's kind of our society, too, now. Right, Richard, as you said, I mean, we're we're very sedentary. It's, and most people are sitting on their butts 16, 18 hours a day. They're not exercising, running around and playing like you and I used to when we were kids. It was like the parents were like, get outside and play. Stop watching TV. So we just, you know, we're burning off 8,000 calories a day as a kid. And so you got away with eating a lot of things that really weren't good for you. But because you're burning off so many calories, you never really got heavy. But then as we start getting older, we stop getting, we start getting more sedentary. You eat that same way and you're in trouble. So you know, one of the biggest things and biggest tips people can do, Richard, and you as well, is just learning to stop eating when you're satisfied. And that's a trick that we teach our, you know, our clients in our program that most people, they overeat, not really intentionally, but they just, they just keep eating. It's like, and my wife taught me this about 25 years ago, like we're sitting there watching a movie and I'm just chowing down on some popcorn, this huge bowl of popcorn. I'm a big guy. I'm 6'2", weigh about 215. And she, she kind of elbowed me. She said, after, after me doing this for about a half hour, she said, are you even hungry anymore? And I'm like, it kind of like hit me like a two by four. I'm like, I hadn't even thought of it. It's like, you know, you're watching a movie, you're into it, you're eating the popcorn and you're kind of, you know, you kind of forget. And I sat back. I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. She says, well, then why do you keep eating? I'm like, that's a really good point. So it just kind of trained me that most of us, we can ingest a lot more food way past the point of being satiated. So I train people now, Richard, that look, when you have a plate of food, eat half of it, stop for about literally five minutes, kind of push yourself away from the table and just sit there for a few minutes and then ask yourself, am I even hungry anymore? And for most people, they're not going to be hungry anymore. So then stop. 
right? Wrap it up, use it for a leftover. But that's one of the easiest tricks is that most people, they again, they just eat more than they really need to to stay satisfied. Like we don't want you to be dieting and be starving all the time. But most people eat way past the point, like I said, of being like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm full. I'm not hungry anymore. So let's stop. And that simple trick can be one of those things that just decreases the amount of calories you take every day. And that really helps when we have such a sedentary lifestyle like we do right now because we're not burning off as many calories. So you know the rule, the rule, right? If you're eating more calories every day than you're burning off, you're gaining weight. If you're burning off more calories than you're eating, you're losing weight. So that's, it's a real simple formula that people try and complicate. And that's one of the easiest tricks right there to make sure you're not overeating and just eating those extra calories. But, you know, I, and I think that's, and it's going totally against everything that we've ever been taught, you know, cause like when we're children, um, you finish what's on your plate. Yeah. And, and if you do finish what's on your plate, you get to have more cause you get to have dessert. <laughs> exactly. That's the reward for eating more than you really are, are need to. Yeah, it's just hilarious, right? Some of those old things that we had from our parents. So, yeah, so you're do exactly you think right. that you know that gets into the subconscious and into you know into because you know when you when you start thinking about having dessert, um, you know the serotonin levels in your brain get all excited. So it's kind of yeah. like I'm, I got to finish my plate so I can have. And you know, I grew up in a, in a big Italian family where there's there's always either pasta. You know, like yesterday, yeah. we had, you know, raviolis and meatballs. And then, of course, we have Italian desserts and snacks. So, yeah. you know, um, but I heard like, this gentleman I was talking to yesterday, you know, he said, you know, even if you have uh, a big dessert, if you go out, you know, because now the weather's starting to get nicer. If you go for a 20 or 30 minute walk, it can really bring down your blood sugar. Is that correct? Oh, Absolutely. You know, because again, the food that we eat, it never converts to glucose and that glucose is the fuel, just like filling up your gasoline tank in your car. So when you do exercise, it will burn off some of that fuel. But again, it still goes back to Richard, where if you're eating a full meal and you're satisfied, right, you're not hungry anymore, then why have dessert? If you want to have the dessert, then eat less of your main meal. So you're still not full yet, right, in quotations, and then you can have the dessert, and then now you're kind of satiated. Then you go for the walk, and that's a good idea. But most people, again, they eat more than they should for their meal. From what you said, psychologically, you got to clean your plate. They're starving children in China, so you can't leave anything on your plate. And then your reward is let's have a big dessert, and now you're just you're bloated. You feel like you want to take a nap because you're just, you know, we all know this too, right? Digesting your food is one of the, one of the biggest sappers of energy in your body is digesting food. That's why, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and a lot of these big birthday parties, et cetera, you just overeat. And then you're basically just want to take a nap because your body's so exhausted from trying to digest all that food you just ate. So now, uh, is it a myth that you should not eat before you go to bed or is that, is that a real or is that uh, a myth? Well, you can eat a little bit, but you don't want to have something big. So we always recommend, again, for our clients, have a little bit of protein. If you need something, if you really are hungry, have like, you know, a handful of almonds or cashews or something like that. But don't have, you know, a bowl of chips or popcorn or something that's very high in carbs that's going to sit there and be hard to digest and convert to sugar while you're sleeping. You don't want that. So if you're going to have something, have a little snack. Again, it's just some nuts or seeds or something is the best snack before bed if you really are hungry. But again, you always got to go back to asking yourself, am I really hungry? 
And most of the time, if you just drank a glass of water, eight ounces, all of a sudden you're not hungry anymore. So that's another trick that people can use. It's all about just sort of tricking your mind because your body will say, oh, I'm hungry. Okay, but am I really hungry for food or is it just like got some water and I'm good to go? So there's little tricks like that you can use where you're not doing any kind of a fad thing where you're taking supplements to try and suppress your appetite or some crazy things out there. It's just knowing how the body's physiology works. Now, you know, when I like when I was used to get ready for bodybuilding shows and stuff like that, I would actually drink a protein shake before I would eat dinner because this way I knew I was full. And, you know, and I, and I think the protein helped me a little bit to not want to eat as many carbs. So are you a proponent, a big proponent of uh, eating low carb foods? And, you know, yeah, I mean, that's that's how our bodies are supposed to be. It's supposed to be a lot more higher protein, uh, less carbs. In our program, like, again, we we teach our clients, it's not a carb elimination program, but you want to eat the right kinds of carbs, meaning fruits have a lot of carbs and so do vegetables. So that's where you want to get your carbs from, not from the pastas and the pizza and the rice and the crackers and the oatmeal and all that, which is a lot harder for your body to digest. So, because again, your body needs carbs, especially if you are active and are working out and walking, et cetera, but you want to make sure it's the right kind of carbs. Now, what kind of um, fruits, like I'm a, I'm a big fruit guy, you know, I, I don't eat them after, uh, you know, in at nighttime or anything, if I, if I cannot, but I, I love to have them for breakfast with my yogurt. So mm-hmm. what kind of f- fruits are good for a diabetic and which ones should we avoid? No, any kind of fruits are okay, but you want to not, like you said, you don't want to have any kind of fruit past two o'clock in the afternoon and you also, so that your body has a chance to like burn off that extra uh, glucose that you're ingesting, but you also want to always make sure you're eating some kind of protein with your fruit. So if you're going to have an orange, right, a whole orange, have some cashews with it. That's so if you want to have some apples, you know, slice some apples and kind of eat it with some peanut butter. So those are some, or some celery sticks and some peanut butter. So things like that, because then the protein kind of helps offset some of the glucose you're eating. So that's really important that you're you're doing that on a regular basis. But again, you don't want to sit down and eat a whole pineapple or a whole watermelon, you know, because some of the fruits obviously have a higher glucose content, a higher glycemic index, but you don't have to get that crazy about it because as long as you're getting rid of all the bad carbs, like the, the breads, pastas, rice, all that stuff, right? You can have fruit, which is more of a natural sugar, and that's going to satisfy that sweet craving so you don't want to have, you're not going to reach for the chocolate bar or the soda or something else, which is the sugars you don't want to have. Okay. So I have a question to ask because I felt, uh, and I knew I was coming on with you today. So I, I, last night, you know, we had the big Italian meal, you know, I had like four to six slices of bread, uh, pasta, and I woke up feeling like trash this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Why is that? What is, what, you know, and I was up here like every hour or two. So what is that? What is what causes that? Is that because of the carbohydrates? Well, it's, it's two things. The high carbs, obviously, right? That's very hard for your body to digest, right? When you eat a little, again, two things. If you're overeating, right, that's going to make it hard because now your body's working overtime to digest the foods like I mentioned before, right? It takes a lot of energy to digest food. And that's why if you just eat fruits, vegetables, and meats, it's a lot less uh, energy required to digest those foods than it is a big high carb meal. So it's two things, right? You, you overate most likely, right? Because now your stomach feels bloated, so it's got to try and digest all that. 
and the carbs itself. There's probably some dairy in there as well, maybe some cheese or whatever with it, mm-hmm. or some butter, that kind of stuff. And that's very hard to process and digest. So it all goes back to you know sapping the energy because you're feeding your body not the optimal foods. And especially if you do that like at dinner time, then you just then what do you do? You sit around for the next three four hours before you go to bed. Then you sleep, and now you're just your body's bloated, and that can cause constipation as well. And the constipation can actually cause a lack of energy. So yeah, it's just it's just the only th- good thing about that, Richard, is it tastes great going down, but then the next morning, you're like ah, oh, I feel like you know, I feel like I need to sleep another five hours. Yep, yep. And like I said today, I was totally zapped and. But, you know, like for the the, the uh, rest of the week, I was eating clean and my energy was up and I was, you know, walking every day and, 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 I, and I was feeling like I could conquer the world. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, you know, I, like I haven't taken a drink in like 32 years, but I felt drunk this morning. I'm like, this is not good. You know, let me talk to the doc about this. So now, you know, a lot of people, you know, um, like the VA, um, the first thing they want to do, you know, they, they hand out medicine, you know, and, and I love the VA in New Jersey, by the way, they treat me uh, great. So I got nothing bad to say about them, but you know, the first thing they do is they put you on metformin or, you know, stuff like that. So what are some, what does metformin actually do? And is it something that, you know, you guys eventually when working your program will get off of. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so to, to not get too complicated, Richard, and confuse people with a lot of biochemistry and everything else, just think of any diabetic med, okay, whether it's metformin, glyburide, glipizide, insulin, whatever they are. There's a, there's a couple dozen of them that are sold right now and given. All of what they do is they just artificially bring your blood sugar down. That's all they're designed to do because as a diabetic, your blood sugar is too high. Right, because you're eating too many high carbs, sugars, et cetera, your sugar stays high, and then your body becomes resistant to your own insulin. So now your body's not able to bring down your blood sugar normally like it's supposed to. So your blood sugar stays high. And when that happens, that's when your diagnosis is a diabetic, and then your doctors put you on a cocktail of different medications. And they're all designed to do the same thing. It just artificially brings the blood sugar down to keep it out of that dangerous zone. So even though that's, yeah, that sounds great. Well, my blood sugar is high. I want to get it down, right? Yeah, you do, but you don't want to take the medications to bring it down. That's where the lifestyle changes come into play, where you start eating better foods, you take the proper nutritional supplements, you do some proper exercise, and your blood sugar will come back down normally without having to take the meds. So yes, people that go through our program, when they change your lifestyle, their doctor is able to get them off of all their diabetic meds, whether it's metformin, glipizide, insulin, whatever it is, they can get off of all of those medications. Okay, now I'm going to ask, because I'm thinking, you know, as, as, you know, I've been in the health and fitness industry for, you know, was in 32 years, that um, I'm sure you have a lot of haters, especially because it's such a big industry. So talk to us about some of the haters that you've got, because, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, a lot of doctors, that's where they make a lot of money off of the prescriptions and stuff like that. So I'm sure you've had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, kickback on this. Yeah, well, ironically, Richard, we don't get too much because just for the fact that we never say we're curing diabetes because you can't cure it. If I was using the cure word. I would have been shut down 30 years ago. You know, we're always using the word reverse. 
Okay, so it's reversing the diabetes, which is basically putting it dormant or into remission. And when you so you can get off all the meds, but then you have to continue eating the right way for the rest of your life to keep it dormant. And there's overwhelming medical literature, Richard, that's out there. We've got 20 medical references on our website that shows you can reverse type 2 diabetes with proper lifestyle changes. So we didn't discover that. Like we didn't invent that. Now we have the only patented system in the world to reverse diabetes, but I've just taken what is just known physiologically to help bring blood sugar down and put it into a very by-step program people can follow and make it real simple. And that's why, again, we don't get a lot, that very many, very many haters because we also are not stealing patients away from their doctor. So they're always under the care of their doctor. We just help coach them through the lifestyle change. And when the blood sugar starts dropping, Richard, their doctor is more than happy to start reducing the dose of the medications. They just have to have that objective evidence to do it safely. And that's what we do. So that's why we don't really get a lot of the haters, ironically. Um, you know, and again, only about 10% of people that ever hear what they have to do to reverse their diabetes in our program ever do it. So we're not going to be putting big pharma out of business either. So I don't really have a target on my back from them. You know, so 90% of diabetics are probably still going to keep taking their meds forever because they don't want to make the lifestyle changes necessary. So that's kind of how it works. Okay. So now how long does it take for a person say, you know, like once they get on your program, um, how long does it take to the blood sugar to actually start lowering? Is it a quick thing or does it take a little while to the body starts adjusting? No, that's the great thing about it, Richard. Once you join our program and you stop eating the wrong foods and you start taking the proper supplements, doing a little bit of exercise, your blood sugar comes down very quickly the very first day. Because again, it's just physi physiology, right? You stop eating the wrong stuff, take the right supplement, do the proper exercise. The only thing that can happen physiologically is your blood sugar comes down. It's predictable. It happens with everybody, regardless of how long you've been a diabetic how much overweight you are, your age, it doesn't matter. Everybody in the family's got it. As there's nothing is going to stop it from coming down because it's physiology. And that gives people a lot of uh, encouragement because it doesn't take a month in our program to see results. Like they literally see it the very first day. And literally within typically the first day or two, most people are able to reduce the dose of their meds because their doctor says, hey, your sugar is getting low, cut some of this. And that's what's really nice about it. So their doctor cuts the pills or the insulin like literally within the first couple of days once they start doing our program. Now, what is sort of some, you know, because I'm a big walker, you know, I like to walk because I, I, I put in my earbuds, I listen to my podcasts and it's very easy on my joints. So what are some of the best, I know like when I used to work out with weights, my blood sugar would drop um, a lot quicker. But then when I'm working out, you know, just walking, it, it still drops, but not as quick. So what are some of the best exercises that a person can do to, to keep their blood sugar in check? Yeah, well, most of our patients, as you know, Richard, they're baby boomers, you know, so they're typically, you know, 50 years old or older. Um, my average age of our client is 65 years old. So we have people older than that, people younger than that, but average age is 65. So we just really encourage people to walk, you know, 30 minutes a day, minimum of five days a week. Um, now you can do more exercise than that if you'd like to, but as you know, in, in working out in fitness, sometimes if you work out too strenuously for your body 
like too intense, like too high intense aerobic or lifting too many weights for too long of a time, then your body actually has a stress reaction, which levels, which will increase your blood sugar. So I've had that happen. Oh my gosh. Countless times over my career where people say, well, doc, I'm exercising like two hours a day and my blood sugar is not coming down. I say, well, yeah, you're exercising too much for your body. And that's why. So then we, they back it off to maybe 45 minutes. All of a sudden now their blood sugar starts going down after the exercise. So it's really easy to determine if your exercise is too much for you. Like take your blood sugar before you exercise, right? So say it's 120. Then you exercise like the appropriate amount. Your blood sugar should go down to like 100, 105. That's if you did the appropriate exercise. Now, if your blood sugar goes up to 150, that means it was too intense for you. So you did maybe too much aerobic, too high intensity, lifted weights too strenuously, you know, something like that. So everyone's body's different with that. That's the only way to know what's the appropriate amount of exercise for the individual is by taking a blood sugar before, then taking it after and seeing where your blood sugar is. So it's pretty simple to determine. Okay. Now I had some, you know, some people that asked, knew I was going to have you on. So they wanted to ask some questions. Sure. Uh, because, and like Doc, I just want to say I'm so grateful for you. I'm, I'm thankful that you take the time out. I know you have a very busy schedule, so I just want to say thank you. Um, one of our questions was, why is my blood sugar higher when I wake up in the morning than it is in the mid-afternoon? Yeah, so there's a phenomenon that you can look this up. It's called the Dawn phenomena or the Dawn effect. It happens in about 30% of diabetics where – they go to sleep and say their blood sugar is 110 and they wake up and it's like 130. Even though they didn't eat anything and they're sleeping, their blood sugar is higher. So it basically what happens, there's, it's, it's not supposed to happen like that, obviously. Your blood sugar should be lower in the morning, you know, for the average person. So if you go to bed at, you know, 10 o'clock and your blood sugar is 120, as long as you didn't eat a big carby meal, right? If it's 120, you should wake up, it should be lower right? Because your body is still burning calories, et cetera, while you're sleeping. So again, this dawn phenomenon happens about 30% of people. And it's just a abnormality in the hormones, the way your body's uh, producing cortisol. And it's just kind of swinging the pendulum too far over to where now it's like a stress reaction. And so again, the way to combat that is to make sure you're eating the proper amount of food and the proper kind of food throughout the day, having a normal exercise, like a half hour walking, and that will actually normalize your hormone output while you're sleeping. And you're not going to have that happen anymore. So that definitely is something that's very common, but it can be fixed when you actually change the way your lifestyle is right now. Now, when is the best time to, I mean, obviously it's any time you're working out is a good time if you, when you get to it, but is there a certain time that's, that's been proven to be better or worse? Just out. from you know, the research that I've done, the best I've seen is in the morning when you wake up. You know, that's where you're going to get a, a – you're more energetic at that stage. You can actually do it more. Um, you're not going to be as fatigued. If you wait till after, you know, after 5, 6 o'clock, you've worked all day, et cetera. And plus the fact that you get it done in the morning too, Richard, then it's done. Where now nothing's going to interfere with it. It's, oh, I'm too busy. I can't exercise now. So getting it done in the morning helps too. But – um, yeah, I always like exercising in the morning uh, and this is the physiological benefits of that as well is that now your day is starting off with the metabolism kind of more ramped up. And so now you're, even if your rest of your day is kind of sedentary, 
you still got the metabolism sort of burning, you know, throughout the rest of the day um, because you've exercised in the morning. So that's what I've seen. Again, there's different schools of thought on that um, as far as what people think is best, but that's what I've seen over my 30 year career. Now, one thing, you know, I, I'm, I had, I did a lot of research on your company because, you know, I'm the kind of guy, if I, if I put something out there, I want to make sure that it's, you know, the real deal. And I know that, you know, Corbin Bernson and, and Marshall Falk would never be with a company that wasn't the real deal. So um, how did you start the company and, and how did it grow to be so successful? Because I have a lot of people that are listening to this that are business owners. So how did you, with some of the things that you did in order, you know, to grow it to the company to what it is today? Yeah, well, again, I've been in healthcare for 30 years and the first 18 years of my career, I built and sold four integrated medical practices where we had chiropractors, medical doctors, massage therapists, you know, working under the same roof. And so I did that in Southern California. And at the time I was still helping diabetics, but it wasn't solely focused just on that. And it was more just stop eating this, stop eating that. And it was kind of a sort of a generic program. So after those 18 years, I kind of reached the, the pinnacle of like, you know what? I guess this isn't challenging me anymore. And I want to change. I want to do something that's more impactful, where it's really saving lives instead of just getting people out of pain, which is great. But, I, but there's a ton of people doing that. So I was, I was tired of being like another Me Too company in wellness. My wife and I decided, you know what, let's, let's make a change. And it was based almost 13 years ago now, Richard. We just got a blank sheet of paper and said, okay, I want to focus now 100% of our time just on type 2 diabetes reversal. So let's structure this. And so, again, we've had a lot of coaching. We've been blessed to have a lot of coaching from some of the greatest coaches out there, from Jay Abraham to Tony Robbins to Dan Kennedy to, I mean, you name it. I've been coached by them, gone to mastermind groups, read all the books. And then just by being an entrepreneur for the previous 18 years, building and selling businesses, we had a pretty good foundation of how to take a new business from nothing and then grow it. And so that, that kind of helped. And also, obviously, there was really nobody else at that time that was just focusing on type 2 diabetes reversal. So we kind of owned that niche. And that's kind of how we built it. But it was a, a long journey because, you know, we didn't have proof of our concept at that time, Richard. So from basically 2008 until 2017, like nine years, I literally did a diabetes seminar literally every week, about 48 weeks a year for those nine years did almost 400 seminars in six different countries. And it was all to prove our concept that we could actually get people into our program, coach them through what they can eat, what they can eat, the supplements, exercise. And with this, the seven days a week coaching with them that to where we could predictably reverse type two diabetes. Once we figured that out, we could predictably do it. That's when we applied for a patent back in May of 2017. And we just got it issued last year. So it took us over three years to get the patent approval. Now, once we applied for the patent, then I said, okay, I can't do any more seminars because that's you can't scale that, right? I'm, I was limiting the amount of people I could help Richard because I'm only one guy. I can only do one seminar per week. So then I said, okay, now let's open up some clinics. So the goal was seminars first, then let's open up a bunch of clinics. And the goal was to get 30 clinics open around the U.S., one clinic in every major city. And then once that was done, then we would do a digital platform to where people could join our program online, 
right? So that was the plan, seminars, clinics, online. And then of course, last year, COVID hit and that put a kind of wrench in our plan for clinics. We had 17 clinics open at that time with 12 more being built. We're almost at that 30. Then we had to shut every one of our clinics down for almost five months because of COVID because we weren't considered essential. So that kind of knocked us off our path of the clinic model. But then we pivoted last year to the digital, the online model, which we have now, and that's where we are. So, but yeah, it took a lot of trial and error, Richard, a lot of time, a lot of travel, a lot of just sweat and testing this, tweaking that, getting feedback, research, et cetera, to get it to where we are right now. So it was not an easy path for sure. Now, like, you know, as you know, like I said, we talked earlier on the phone, uh, I'm a big supplement geek, you know, uh, it's something that I love to do and, and I have a big passion for. And, you know, some supplements and I, I don't want to talk about, you know, your brand because, you know, we're not going to get into specifics because I want them to get in touch with you. But, you know, there's certain supplements like that I started using. I started, you know, taking a nitrous oxide booster and it seems to give me a little bit more energy. It seems to open up my, my blood vessels a little bit more. So, you know, using supplements, are there some of the ways, you know, because as diabetics, you know, we damage a lot of our nerves and, you know, eyes and stuff like that. Are there some of the ways that we can actually start to heal by using some of your supplements? Yeah. And that's the, p- the purpose of our supplements, Richard, as we kind of talked about before this as well, is that we don't put people on supplements that are trying to be like a fad where again, like appetite suppressants or trying to trick the body into altering its biochemistry with supplements instead of medications. All the supplements we give our clients are designed to help heal the damage that's being done by the high blood sugar. And again, you know, the high blood sugar can damage literally every system in your body, cardiovascular, circulatory, kidney, liver, brain. I mean, all of it can get damaged. And so our supplements help support and heal the damage done. That's why when people go through our program and they're off their medications and the blood sugar is back to normal, well, now there's no more damage being done. So they don't have to keep taking our supplements every day the rest of their life because now the damage has been healed. So they have to keep eating the right way forever, but they don't have to keep taking our supplements every day for the rest of their lives. And that's, that's kind of a departure from a lot of people in the wellness nutritional field. Because most of those docs will say, yeah, hey, Richard, I can help you get off your seven medications, but you'd have to take my seven supplements every day the rest of your life at 300 bucks a month. You know, so it's kind of exchanging one for the other. And again, I'm, I'm a supplement geek too, Richard, and believe me, I could make a crap ton more money if I could ethically convince people that they had to take my supplements every day forever. But they don't. You know, as long as they're eating the right foods and and they don't need to take seven, eight, nine, ten 10 supplements every day to maintain their health. It's just not necessary. And again, from a business perspective and a financial perspective, I wish I could ethically say what I just said was not true. But again, I've debated different people on that. I'm like, okay, show me the labs. Show me how you can prove this guy's deficient in these 25 ingredients or where they got to take it every day the rest of their life. You know, nobody can prove it to me. It's just their thought, well, you know, but it is good to take that. So I think they should take it. But there's no science behind it, and that's what I don't like. I want to simplify things for people. So my goal, Richard, is to get people off of all their meds, off of all the supplements, except maybe a good multivitamin per day, and then they're just eating the right foods, doing a little bit of exercise, and they're good to go. Now, you know, because I, I want people to go to your website. I want people to go to your program. So 
but you know some what is a you know a sample of you know eating can anybody can say well you know you're you have to eat right well what does that mean you know what i mean yeah what would be a sample like like a lunch sample what would what would you know something that you guys would suggest for a sample lunch yeah for sample lunch simply like you have a salad with some sliced steak or some sliced chicken with a bunch of veggies on it some oil and vinegar and some garlic and pepper and any kind of spices you want on it that's a good lunch. You can have chili is a good lunch. I love chili. Oh my God. Yeah. I love chili. I love some chili. I love yeah, so chili. Chili is great. Again, making sure the ingredients are proper, right? There's no added sugar, but having the ground beef and the tomatoes and the tomatoes paste and the spices and the vegetables. I mean, you know, and hot sauce. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's one of the greatest meals and eggs are fine. So like you could have, you could have scrambled eggs and bacon with some fruit for breakfast. So there's, it's, this is something where it's not a vegetarian plan. You can have any kind of meat on this program. So it's very easy, even for people who like a lot of protein, because your body needs protein. All the muscles, everything needs protein. And right now, people eat way too many carbs and compare to their proteins. That needs to be flipped. It needs to be higher protein, lower carbs, not higher carbs, less protein. So that's really what the ratio needs to be. And so it's people can eat out in restaurants, Richard. It's fine. We just give them a list of foods they can eat, a list of foods to avoid. And it's just learning how to order differently when you go out. So you yeah. can still have a social life and enjoy life. Now, there's there. And I just want you, I want to dispel a myth that eating too much protein is going to cause your kidneys to shut down. Is that a myth? Or is yeah, that it's, a total, it's a total myth. Kidneys do not shut down, Richard, because people eat too many, too much protein. Most people's kidneys shut down because they're, they're taking too many medications every day. That's the number one cause of kidney failure is medications. And that's why diabetics, di diabetes is the number one cause of kidney failure. But what is it about the diabetes that causes a kidney failure? It's the medications that diabetics are taking. That's what causes the kidneys to fail. So it's not because of high protein. That's definitely a myth. And it's, it's like a, a unicorn to see somebody eat so much protein where it overwhelms their kidneys and it puts them into stress. Because that's, 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 again, that's a unicorn when you see that happen because most people don't do that. They're having more carbs and more fats and more sugars than they are protein. So it's very rare for that to happen. All right. So now talk to us about your program, how they can get the program, how they can get in touch with you, websites and all that stuff. Yeah. So again, our program is real simple, right? Again, we show people what they can eat and not eat. We provide nutritional supplements to take that we know work and we have exercise recommendations. And again, walking 30 minutes a day, at least five days a week. And we give seven days a week support from one of our support doctors. So it coaches people through the program. So it's like having a personal trainer there seven days a week to help you, to hold you accountable, to make sure you achieve your goals. And the program links are either two months, four months, or six months long. It all depends on the severity of your diabetes. And that will be determined during a consultation. So we'll know exactly what program you need to go into. And then once you're in it, you just go through that process. Eat the way we show you. Take the supplements. Do the exercise. You're checking in with us at least once a week so we can coach you. As your blood sugar starts coming down, you call your doctor, your primary doctor, and they'll start reducing the dose of your medications until you get to the point where your doctor's got you off all your meds. And then once you're done with our program, you graduate, and then you don't have to take our supplements anymore, but you do have to keep eating the right way for the rest of your life to maintain it. 
And that's how it works. So it's a very, very simple user-friendly process. And the other thing too, Richard, I don't know if I told you, but we actually guarantee results. So when people go through our program, if they follow it as directed, if they're still taking any diabetic med when they're done with our program, they get a 100% refund plus $500 just for trying it. So that's how confident we are that we can reverse your diabetes that we give that kind of a crazy guarantee. So for people, we're offering a free video training. They can go to and check it out. Um, it's literally about 25 minutes long, the video training. It kind of explains our entire program. And after they're done watching that short video, they get to book a consultation with one of our consultants. And they can actually go through. We can customize a plan specifically for them. And we have payment plans and options that fits in anybody's budget. So it's very, very simple to do. So they can just go to this website at stopyourdiabetesfast.com. So stopyourdiabetesfast.com, and they can register for that free training. Okay. Uh, so now the last question I ask everybody, you know, we live in it. We live in a crazy world. You know, we're still in New Jersey. We're still under COVID restrictions. So, you know, we have a lot of parents, grandparents that are homeschooling kids, parents driving Uber just to put food in their kid's mouth. So if I ask somebody to do something in seven days, they're pretty much not going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours to to get help, they're more likely to do it. So if somebody is struggling with their health and their diabetes, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to get some help? Yeah, well, obviously, the first thing is go to that website, Richard, because it's literally just 25 minutes. If you really want to save your life and make this thing, this diabetes, a thing of the past, that's the first step. I mean, it's not even the length of time of a normal half hour sitcom. I mean, it's literally 25 minutes. You watch it and that'll kind of let you know whether or not you're a good fit for the program or not. If you really feel like, yeah, this sounds great. I want to do it or eh, no, I don't. So that's the first step is definitely go to that website. And again, it's a free training, no obligation. And that'll explain and answer most of their questions. Then you get to have a free consultation and see if this is a good fit. Um, but again, there's no reason, Richard, for these people watching or listening right now as a diabetic to, to keep on living the way they are, living in fear of developing one of these severe complications because it's all reversible, but just no one's teaching them how to do it. And so they think they got to keep taking these meds forever. It's just not true. Okay. Now you have two books on Amazon. What are the names and can they get it on Amazon and Amazon Kindle or is it just on Amazon? Uh, I think one of them is on Kindle as well. Um, but yeah, one is called Send Your Doctor Packing. And the other one is called Imagine Living Without Type 2 Diabetes. Um, so those are both there. Kind of just reference tools. Obviously, books are not going to help you reverse any disease, but it's kind of a good uh, reference tool uh, to look at. So you can check it out on Amazon. Just you know, type in Dr. Hawkins and both the books will come up. So Okay. Doc, I want to thank you for your time. Um, this will go out in a couple of weeks. I'm so so grateful for you just taking the time. And if there's anything I can ever do to help with, with your business, please let me know. Yeah, I appreciate it, Richard. Same here, man. Love to stay connected with you. Oh, definitely. Uh, and like I said, now that we, we're connected, um, this is where the relationship just begins. And what state are you in? I'm in Dallas, Texas. All right. So hopefully I'll, we'll come down there and be able to uh, get together and maybe do some collaborations. Well, that'd be awesome. Look forward to it, man. All right, brother. Have an amazing week. Yeah, you too, Richard. Take care, man. God bless, buddy. You too. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.